Sales Paradise, Episode 6. I'm all about, you know, pain, value, urgency, solution in that order, never skipping out of that order. And that's what I teach. And that's the main component, I think, that somebody should try to take away from the the If you want to learn how to love every day of your sales career, you're in the right place. This is Sales Paradise. Now here's your host, our dad, Chandler Barron. On today's episode, we have Scott Lease. Scott is a Senior Vice President of Sales at Qualia, and he's a Top 25 AA ISP Inside Sales Leader. He's also the founder of the Surf and Sales Summit. Scott, welcome to Sales Paradise. Good to be here, Chandler. Thanks for having me. Well, Scott, I know there's a lot of accolades that I didn't even mention in the intro, but first, why don't you go ahead and just take us back to the early years and let us know how you got into sales in the first place. I got into sales in a, in a really uh, interesting roundabout way. I, I did not study business or, or sales uh, in college. I studied psychology and religious studies. And then I went on to grad school and got a master's degree in learning and educational technology. I was playing sports in college, played two sports, soccer and tennis, played some soccer post-college. And didn't really know what I was going to do, to be honest with you, even though I had a master's degree by the time I was 23. And went home to my hometown, Chico, California, and unfortunately got really, really sick. And I spent the next four years in and out of hospitals fighting for my life. I've I've had nine surgeries and two life-saving emergency surgeries. Total nightmare situation. Ended up getting um, hooked on opioids from all of that experience. So I finally was better at about 27 and I'd never really had a job before. And so I got into sales because it was a strategic selection on my part where I thought I could make up for lost time, kind of, you know, move up the ranks fast if I went to a startup and, and I knew sales was competitive, which appealed to me. And I knew the harder I worked and the better I did, the more money I could make. And that was it. That was, that was the reason. It had nothing to do with you know, anything I'd studied or, or practiced before whatsoever. It was the first time in my life I'd ever even thought of sales, but that was why. Do you think like being a previous athlete that that even the competitiveness might play a part as well? A hundred percent. You know, that that part I got and understood, you know, um, even the kind of ruthlessness of sales. You know, if you if you do well, it's pretty lucrative. If you don't, you get cut, you know, you get fired. That's just what that's the same thing as sports. You know, you do well enough, you make the team. You, you don't perform well, you don't make the team. If you're on the team and you perform poorly, you end up getting cut. And I got that. And, and I have always been a super competitive person. And I can remember walking onto the sales floor on my first day or two. And, you know, once I kind of had my, my feet under me and, and knew a little bit about how I was going to be able to sell, I, I remember looking around the room thinking, oh, I'm going to destroy all these people. <laughs> just the, the, just from a purely competitive standpoint, not based in any kind of skill or logic or anything, just, you know, the fire in the belly kind of thing. Now, did it come easy to you? Like when you d- actually did start selling? I, I don't think it came easy to me. Uh, I've had conversations with people who disagree with me, but um, the very first day that I went to a sales job, we learned about the company and a little bit about the product for the first morning. 
And I showed up after lunch and, you know, it was like time to get started. Go find your leads and go make phone calls. And I was mortified. That's some great training there. (laughs) Yeah, it's fantastic. I couldn't believe that I had to go do that. And I just remember thinking, man, this phone weighs like 10,000 pounds and I'm terrified to pick it up. And, you know, I got yelled at or whatever on the phone, hung up on. And I can remember after the first day calling my wife on, on my drive home, telling her that, you know, I wanted to quit and there's no way I'd be able to do sales. It was impossible. You know, it's too scary, all that stuff. And, um, I, I, I stuck with it, but by the end of my first week, the fifth day, I was the only person left that had either not quit already or not already made a sale. And, uh, that, that first Friday night I stayed in the office super late and I got a deal at like nine, nine thirty at night and you know, the light bulb kind of went off and I got hooked and, uh, I've been hooked ever since. Do you feel like that week, if things had gone bad that you might've given up or, uh, I, at that point I wasn't going to give up until they, they got rid of me, which, you know, would have happened if I went much longer probably without a sale, knowing the environment, um, how it was back then at that place. Um, it's hard to say, you know, I wish I could stand here and say I wouldn't have given up, but there's a part of me that wonders, uh, if I would have, you know, I, I think I got lucky that, um, I'm, I think I got lucky that I had a little bit of natural salesman in me and, and was afforded the time to take natural talent and turn it into, you know, more of a structured process. Yeah. I wonder how many people would have given up or did give up during that type of first week. Yeah, probably a lot, probably a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, there's people who I know and have worked with who maybe weren't good fits in my organization for one reason or the other. And they're absolute superstars and they, in their, in a different, uh, you know, type of sales cycle or a different kind of environment altogether. And, and they do really well now, you know? Um, so I, I would definitely encourage people not to give up, uh, even though it's, it's hard, you know, if you're first getting started and, you know, you're struggling a little bit, um, you, you can always learn something. And, and just because you, you maybe you're struggling at one place doesn't mean that you're not going to do well at another, you know, there's athletes, for example, all the time who, you know, don't perform well at the first team that drafts them. And then they get re-signed as a free agent of some other team and they blow up and become all-stars. That happens all the time. I don't see why sales is any different than that. Yeah, it's just so important for sales reps just to find the spot that they can excel in. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I agree with you. You know, I, I think uh, face-to-face, door-knocking kind of sales, like I would have really, really struggled with that and, and probably still would today. Earlier in my career, there's no way I would have had the patience to do long enterprise, um, you know, level level sales. I'm just, you know, patience is one of my biggest weaknesses. So I, I would have really struggled with that. Um, now, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a little more proficient at it. So it, it definitely is about finding the right spot for you. You know, the, the more self-aware you can be about your, your strengths and weaknesses, uh, the better. You know, I try to encourage people to put them in in a position that will uh, give them the best chances to succeed. Yep, and sometimes uh, you have to go through some trial and error to kind of get in that niche. Matter of fact, go ahead and tell us about a time in your career that 
was just a disaster. Oh man, I mean just just that first just the, I mean just the first day again. You know, I didn't know any better then. I, I remember being a little shocked that that was all the training that I was going to get. But now, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, at Qualia where I work now, it's a pretty complicated industry and a pretty complicated product. And we put people through four to six weeks worth of, of training before they ever even touch a phone to, to talk to uh, any kind of customer or, or, or prospect. So, I mean, it's just such a, such a stark contrast. So that, that, is a bit of a horror story for me. I, I also managed to work without a CRM, if you can believe that, for the first couple uh, sales jobs I had. First sales rep job I had had no CRM. First two or three sales leadership jobs, no CRM. So just tracking stuff was impossible and um, just a logistical nightmare. I spent so much time in Excel trying to organize things. Um, it's just it's incredible how far, how far uh, the industry has come in 13, 14 years or so that I've been in it now. So what would you recommend for a sales rep that's just starting out and they're not fortunate enough to be with a company that has really good onboarding or really good training like you guys do at Qualia? Yeah. What would be some things that they can do to kind of overcome that and to still rise up to the top? Well, nowadays, I think you can go find it. When I was first getting started, there wasn't the same instant access to content and information. You know, every single day there's people posting brilliant things on on LinkedIn. So I would tell people to spend a ton of time on LinkedIn and absorb the advice that that people are putting out there, and and also ask questions and, and solicit feedback. You can go on YouTube and watch, uh, you know, TED Talk type speeches about sales or about leadership or I mean any topic you can probably think of and there's lord knows how many books that are out there about sales you know I wrote a book for example called addicted to the process that's specifically targeted for people just getting into sales or at the earlier stage of their career so there's a, I just think there's a ton more resources out there now you know maybe they could somebody could try to go find a mentor you know some somebody who's been in the space for a long time and just be bold and reach out to them and ask for advice. You know, I get, I get, I talk to relative strangers all the time, whether it's just over LinkedIn in mail or, you know, sometimes I take phone calls with people and I did this text message experiment not too long ago where I ended up having about 150 strangers send me text messages. And I replied to every single one of them and gave them some advice. So, you know, they're, just, just go get it. Don't, don't wait around for the training. I guess is what I would say now. Is go, go get it. Do it yourself. Yeah, that's not just for new sales reps either. That's actually for people that have been selling for quite some time. Well, I think you know if you've been in, in sales or business long enough, like, it's good to just go back to basics and get a refresher. You know, one of the things that that I've always done when I start struggling or have a bump in the road, it's like, okay, well. I don't know what I changed, but I must have changed something. So let me go back to the basics here and figure out what the heck it is. You know, so it's, it's a good reminder, I think, for people. And I've, I've gotten a lot of comments from people who read the book and said, wish I had this 10, 15, 20 years ago. This is a good, good reminder, good refresher. And sales is so hard, particularly about the, the mindset, you know, just staying positive, staying confident in sales, especially kind of entry level sales, which is oftentimes, you know, SDR work or 
you know, transactional sales environments, which is high volume of calls. You're trying to get maybe a deal or so every day. You're an absolute superstar if you close a deal one out of every 100 phone calls. So you're dealing with a 99% failure rate in order to be considered a, a stud. I don't know many other professions that has that amount of fail rate and you're still really good. You know, as a baseball player, if you fail 70% of the time and you do it long enough, you'll make the Hall of Fame. That's the closest one I can think of. But, you know, I know I was thinking of that, too. But like you said, it's still uh, the percentages are are better. Yeah, way better. Baseball. Way better. You know, I'm I'm a Golden State Warriors fan and I'm, you know, I'm watching the playoffs and just watching Kevin Durant play. And it's like, you know, imagine if he only made one out of every 100 shots, but he was still considered an all star. How do, you, how do you still have the confidence to grab grab the ball and take a shot knowing you're going to miss 99 times out of 100? That's what it's like for us in sales. I know. That's crazy. So you've got to work on that. You've got to work on that mindset. You've got to surround yourself with people who uh, inspire you, who build you up, who who build confidence in you, believe in you. And you, you got to start to cut out parts of your life that maybe intrude upon that or, or cast doubt on, on what you're doing. You know, I think it's it's really important, I think, for people just getting started to study the mindset of, of successful people. It's like if you immerse yourself uh, with the right content and around the right people, then when you do have those, uh, quote, failures, it really doesn't matter as much because you're staying on task. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I, I, can't, I remember my mom telling me when I was a little kid, don't hang out with those kids. Like, those are the bad kids or whatever. And in a way, she's right. Like, you become who you hang out with. You know, there's a famous quote by Jim Rohn that says, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that's absolutely true. If you spend your time around confident, capable, successful people, you start to become one of them. You start to absorb how they think, the choices they make, the things they do or don't do. If you spend your time around, you know, five people who are not motivated or negative and pessimistic, well, then you're going to find your thinking going that route as well. That's that's a hard thing sometimes for people to to come to terms with, you know. Well, that may be why um, I guess I act so much like a middle schooler um, because of my kids. I'm hanging around. <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason they why. Keep yeah. you young. They keep you young. But that's a that's a kind way to say it. Keep me young. <laughs> well, Scott, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about the book of yours, Addicted to the Process. Well, you know the the key foundation in the book is is just something that. It's the addiction method is basically what I call it. And it was just me going through my personal experience and and realizing that you can't just tell somebody they have a problem. You've got to get them to admit they have a problem. But that's not enough. You've then got to get them to understand why it's important to fix that problem. And then you've got to get them to understand it's important to fix it right away. And then and only then is somebody going to be open to hearing about the solution? And so as I went about my sales career, I started to realize the way to close deals was to get somebody to admit their pain, to educate them and talk to them about the value of fixing that particular pain, create urgency, and then and only then talk about my solution. And I think so many organizations, so many salespeople sell totally backwards and they just call people up and they say, hey, Tyler, this is Scott. Here's what my product does. Da, 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 da. And it's just the worst way to sell. So I'm all about, you know, pain, value, urgency, solution in that order. Never skipping out of that order. And, and that's what I teach. And that's the main component, I think, that somebody should try to take away from the from the book is that that, that method. 
Yeah, it's so common for sales reps to just go in and kind of dump all the data they know they're into, you know, the potential customer. And it's something that, you know, whether you're new or, or an experienced salesperson, it's easy to fall in that trap. And if you aren't creating that need or uncovering that need first, you might as well go see a movie. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Why do I care about your solution? I don't have that problem. That's what they're going to, that's what they're going to think. Unless you can ask the right questions to get them to, you know, basically end up admitting that they have that problem. So that, that's, that's something that I would love if people uh, were able to take away from, from my book. Yeah, that's such a core but often overlooked important piece of the process. Well, those are lightning round music. Uh, so Scott, let's go ahead and move to the last call lightning round questions. What is your favorite quote? Well, I'll stick with the same quote just for simplicity and, and just to try to hammer it home. It's Jim Rohn's quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think if you really spend time thinking about that, uh, you can really, <laughs> it can really lead you to analyze your life and make some hopefully positive changes about who you spend time with. Yeah, I like that quote. Well, do you have a, a book other than obviously your book uh, that you recommend to the audience? You know, the, the first book that I read that really impacted me in my sales career is The 48 Laws of Power. Uh, I've read it multiple times and I've recommended it a ton. I, I like to go back to that every now and then. Who's the author of that? It's the same guy. It's the same guy who wrote The Law of Attraction. Robert Green. Robert Green. Sorry. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> We're better late than never. Okay, now give me that favorite piece of technology or app. Favorite piece of technology or app. Um, I'm a big fan of SalesLoft. Oh, okay. As a enablement, as an enablement platform, my my team at Qualia uses it. I think they're they're a really good group of people. So that's something. If you if you are you know if you're at a sales organization or building one out, you might want to take a look at that. Next, it's time to hear about one of your favorite charities. Yeah, the, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is uh, near and dear to me. I mean, I. One of the health issues that I had was ulcerative colitis, and so I've I've stayed involved with that particular charity. Yeah, that's a great uh, charity. So, what about a typical morning for you? Uh, what is uh, do you have any type of morning routine that you follow? It fluctuates. I used to be in a really really good rhythm where I was waking up at 4:30 a.m. and going to bed at 9:30 p.m. all the time. But uh, my kids play so much little league baseball now that I don't even get home until 10 o'clock at night sometimes. No, you know I. I I get myself to work three days a week, probably by 6.45, 7 a.m. Uh, two days a week, I go to acupuncture in the morning, so I, I get in a little a little later. So that, that would be my morning routine. Get in early three days a week, do a little self-care two days a week, try to stay as, as healthy and fresh as possible. I was telling a friend of mine that when you have kids, lots of times your morning routine is you you know, when you wake up, you scream because you realize you <laughs> overslept and you're trying to get them on the bus. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> well, this episode will probably actually be published right after your summit. But go ahead and tell us about your summit that's down in Costa Rica. Yeah, it's uh, in late May, May 20th to 24th, bringing 19 people along with me down to Costa Rica and combine sales, sales leadership, management you know, kind of personal branding trainings with a mini vacation. Costa Rica is one of the best places for beginners to learn how to surf in the world. So 
really excited about that. This would be the first year that, that I've put it on. Uh, you can check out the website, surfandsales.com. And I've got a lot of people ask me if I'm going to make it an annual thing. And I keep telling them, well, let me pull this one off first and, and then I'll get back to you. But hopefully, hopefully it uh, goes really well. I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's definitely the most ambitious thing that I've, I've tried to do. Um, so wish me luck, Chandler. Yeah, it looks like a great, great event. How did you get interested in surfing? Well, when I, when I, I mean, I grew up in Northern California, so I, I ended up going to school in the Bay Area and uh, lived and worked in and around the San Francisco Bay Area for a long time before I moved to Austin about seven years ago now. So I started surfing when I was 28, I think, uh, kind of after an illness and found a couple buddies that I worked with uh, on the sales floor, actually, and just started going out to the coast and taught ourselves and uh, got hooked on it. Well, I'm sure it's going to be a, an amazing event. Well, now, Scott, why don't you go ahead and give us maybe a takeaway message, like a one sentence or one little phrase, takeaway message for the audience. I, the biggest takeaway that I, I think is important for people, um, and I know you know some of your audience are people who are just getting involved in, in sales. I think the biggest takeaway is that you can make it just as far as I have or and or go way beyond where, where I've gone. You know, I, I did not have any kind of specialized training or education uh, that had anything to do with sales. You know, I never even had a real job that wasn't involved with getting paid to play sports or, or coaching sports until I was 27 years old. So if you're younger than 27 and you're in sales and have had any relative degree of success, you, you have a massive head start on where I was. I'm nothing special. You can figure it out. Just apply yourself. And, uh, you know, it's a series of, of smart, strategic decisions. And you got to figure out what's important to you and go and go for it. Well, Scott, what is the best way for our audience to get in touch with you? The easiest way to get in touch with me is is on LinkedIn. I'm really responsive on there. If you send me a, an email, I'll definitely respond. You can also shoot me an email, scott.lease at gmail.com. And you can contact me through the website, two websites of mine, actually, scottleaseconsulting.com and surfandsales.com. So those hit my email and I'm, I'm one of these like inbox zero obsessive kind of people, so I always reply to everybody. All right, you heard it. Let's go ahead and get a thousand people contact him every single day. I don't know about a thousand every day. That might, that might break <laughs> me. But <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us here on Sales Paradise. All right, Joe.